Hello, everybody, and welcome to Learning Patience. Today, we're going to do a quick episode where I talk about an article that I just recently read, and it was just recently written. It's titled Educating Physicians About Marijuana. It was written by Nathaniel Morris, an MD at the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Stanford School of Medicine, Stanford, California. So it starts out talking about how he, as a physician, had heard that it was difficult, if not impossible, to die from marijuana use and learning about the reddening of the eyes from using cannabis. Referred to as marijuana within this scientific article, which, again, is kind of disappointing and a misnomer and, I'd say, childish. I don't know why it's called marijuana in the common scientific realm. It should be referred to as cannabis or possibly drug variety, cannabis, high THC, whatever. Make it more about the plant. So let's talk science versus pop culture names. Nothing else gets referred to in its cultural terminology without there being some kind of an overlay of here's what it's called in science, except for cannabis. And that's used as a, it's got to be a propaganda filter. How is that the allowed way or the first way that you think of describing that plan? All right. Beyond that, me talking about what some guy decided to call it. All right. So he talked about just 9% of medical schools have documented content on medical marijuana in the Association of American Medical Colleges curriculum inventory. And 85% of, and this was from 2016, 85% of 258 surveyed residents and fellows, doctors, reported having no education about medical marijuana in medical school or residency. 76% did not know which category it belonged to under the Controlled Substance Act. 38% believe that, the med that medical marijuana, and I mean, this is, this is a little confusing because at this time, I, I can't remember if Epidiolex, which is a whole plant variety, uh, CBD, which is cannabis, marijuana, medical marijuana, was approved by the FDA for Dravet syndrome or Dravet syndrome, uh, form of epilepsy. <clears throat> But they said that 38% believe that it was a prescription drug approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. So the government restrictions is one point that he touched on. And there are a lot of restrictions when it comes to researching cannabis. There are several different associations you have to go to, including the National Institute on Health, or uh, NIDA, National Institution on Drug Abuse. If you go through them twice and you as in if you are looking to apply to do a study on medical cannabis, you also have to get your cannabis from NIDA and they run right now the only approved cannabis farm in Mississippi. So having those barriers makes it so it's a lot harder to, to get it done. So the research is the mainly attacked point and I think... The author, uh, Dr. Morris, did a good job of not saying, oh, we don't know and it's really bad because we don't have enough research. Took a very neutral standpoint and said, hey, we need some more research. I'm learning a lot through interacting with my patients and then applying that and then seeing results. And that's where a lot of the, the opponents to this, and there was a comment on here from a former uh, drug enforcement agency. Um, let me go look at it quick and we'll talk about it because I think it's... It's interesting. 
It was uh, John Coleman, PhD, Assistant Administrator for Operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA. And he talked about it, this overview by Dr. Morris, and saying that he gets a lot of his information from his, his patients was extremely appalling. And that, oh, I can't believe that some of these resident physicians believed it was FDA presumed. That is so troubling. And they don't know about all of these terrible dangers and risks associated with the use of it. And here's a, here's a quote. Regrettably, Dr. Morris failed to mention the burgeoning research on tetralogical effects of cannabis use and the alarming increases in the rate of certain birth defects in states where marijuana use has been legalized for recreation medical use. No citation. Not saying he's wrong. I just had, don't have a citation. That's kind of weak coming from uh, the former ad assistant administrator for operations attacking this discussion about needing more research with not citing each other as experts and publishing questionable and generally unreplicable findings. That was Mr. Coleman's attack at the current scientific operators within the cannabis realm. And I agree with the point that we need to research more. We need to research the benefits. We need to research the risks. We need to do that objectively. We need to take the same precautions that we do when we're, when we're approving foods, when we're approving medications, when we're doing anything. Let's look at this like adults. I'm so sick and tired of this sensationalism. So sick and tired of... Oh, you guys just think it works for everything. Look at how dangerous it is. And without any results, without any clear, viewable results within the public, I'm not talking about these isolated, not repeatable, which is the same attack that Mr. Coleman had against this, the current science is that it's not repeatable when I have heard difference. I mean, unless they are charlatans and they're lying blatantly. But let's get to the research. Let's get to the research. Start demanding research, everybody. It's pieces like this that really get me fired up when there's comments saying that there's not enough research and the current research is lying and the research that's the most valuable to the public showing the dangers of cannabis use aren't being put out there. When that is the exact opposite, all you can find when you look up research is a bunch of stuff saying, here are the negatives, here are the, the risks, here's this risk for psychosis, risk for this, risk for this, risk for this. And they all come up that they are not conclusive, they are not finding causal relationships, causal meaning it causes it, versus correlation, which means that at the same time two things are going on, which doesn't mean that one causes the other. So let's figure out what it does. Let's get that good research. Let's have uh, no more pieces like this. This was written on June 3rd. A comment was yesterday on the 9th from Mr. Coleman. So here's a quick response from me saying, yes, we need more research. Yes, the physicians don't know enough. My pharmacist that I went through for the Minnesota Medical Program, awesome guy, knowledgeable now, admittingly learned from his patients more than he knew before he started and anyone who's uh, attacking that with oh there's not enough research to be doing that you are missing the point the point of this this article was that it's happening it's here we can deny that it's being used and it's being used effectively and yes there may be some risks and yes there may be some things that we definitely need to be worried about or to look into or to 
study more. Let's figure those out. Let's put on our, our adult pants here and get things done. Thanks again for joining me. My name is John Motor, the Modern Medic. And if you guys are looking to grab any kind of legal CBD within the state of Minnesota or abroad, head to modcbd.com. Check it out. We've got a full line of CBD products. CBD is able to possibly research moving forward will show us more. Help balance your endocannabinoid system. So it's bringing balance on a cellular level, the system that helps create homeostasis, adaptability, and keeps you thriving. Again, modcbd.com. Thanks again for tuning in to Learning Patients. My name is John Motor. And in the words of the late, great Jim Rohn, be a student, not a follower. Take what I said, go research it yourself, get educated, ask some questions, and enjoy life.